Welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. I'm Melissa Joy, a certified financial planner and founder of Pearl Planning. And I'm Melissa Friedenberg, financial advisor with Pearl Planning. Pearl Planning is a financial planning and investment management company located in Dexter and Gross Point, Michigan. We work with clients all around the country. The purpose of our podcast is to explore specific financial topics and provide advice you can use in your everyday life. Hi, and welcome to another episode of 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. This is Melissa Freidenberg in the Gross Point office. And today I have the honor of being joined by Amalia Mialdrio. Amalia is a licensed clinical social worker specializing in working with women, queer, and transgender individuals dealing with issues of self-worth in relationships. Welcome, Amalia. We're so happy to have you here. Thanks so much. I'm so excited. We actually met at a networking event a few weeks ago, and you have a fabulous Instagram account under the Breakup Therapist Detroit. I started following you, and I just love the vibe that you put out and your tagline about helping individuals recognize their worth after a breakup. And I really felt like I wanted to have you on this podcast because I focus a lot working with women going through divorce and help them on the financial end of figuring out their work. I see that there's such a need to kind of work through the emotional side of that and put those pieces together. If you could start us off talking a little bit about how you help people through that process. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate the kind words about Instagram because it's definitely been a, a fun, like creative process, you know, trying to communicate what I'm doing in a therapy room, which is really deep, intimate, one-on-one work. How do you portray that to the outside world in these little snippets, these little one-line graphics, right? So that's been a fun challenge. Reading your little snippets on Instagram, I'm like, well, this would have been so helpful after this relationship or after this period in my life. And it really, I think, connects with an audience and says like, you know, wow, I, that's such a, a great statement or a thought or it's so true and it resonates with people. And then they're more likely to reach out and make that connection with you. So I think it's a great platform for what you're, what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, we can sometimes think of therapy as just being about a certain mental health diagnosis, but we don't talk about how that actually shows up. Like what are, how are the problems that might bring you to therapy actually show up in your daily life? And that's what I'm trying to highlight. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be giving education on a certain diagnosis. I'm going to start with like, where, where are you right now? Like, what are the thoughts that you might be having? And trying to build a bridge of like, there is actually deeper work here. There is uh, more to uncover. It's not so much about me providing an answer or a diagnosis or you know something really concrete. It's more about wanting to really affirm like, there is another way. You know, you you might be having this behavior, for example, of like checking your ex's Instagram every day, and that's certainly not a diagnosis, right? And that certainly doesn't mean that you are, are, you know, so messed up or something like that. It's more about saying like, okay, like, let's take this thing that might seem superficial, 
and let's talk about how we, there's actually a lot of depth to it and there's a lot more to unpack and there's a lot more to explore and you don't have to do that alone. We can take breakup or divorce and really in a sexist way, make it seem like it's just superficial. Like you just need to get your nails done and go eat ice cream and then everything will be fine. And uh, I mean, those are wonderful. Those things ideas. do help though, but... <laughs> yes. I love those things too. Don't get me wrong, but they're, you know, it, it does strike a deeper chord for so many people. And that is for really good reason that these are really deep attachments and, you know, these are really, really major life changes. And it's absolutely valid that you would need more support going through that. Also work with people who, you know, maybe the breakup or divorce was a while ago, like even years ago, and they're, they're in the dating world and they're feeling like they're constantly being triggered and things are coming up and they're just like, well, maybe I didn't really process this enough. Or maybe it's not about that relationship, but now I'm starting to think about some of my patterns and I'm really wanting to better understand myself. So there's, there's definitely an umbrella of different times that these kinds of issues can feel really present. You know, so many, I look back to my friends and my own relationships in the past and how much better off I would have been if I had someone to talk to other than just my friends. Because I think sometimes my friends are like, let's just go eat ice cream, drink wine, get our nails done, whatever it would be. (laughs) And that's what I do for my friends too. So uh, admittedly, but let's really dial in on this idea of work. I love that concept because it's not about a dollar amount even though in my case, I'm usually talking about the finances as a financial advisor, Um, but that's such a powerful word. And I feel like you've also reading your website and listening to some of your thoughts, that is something you dial in on, that idea of recognizing their worth. These issues of worth are so sneaky. It doesn't show up in the way, it's not this concrete thing, the way that sometimes it's presented, especially like, on Instagram of like, you know, do you have self-worth? Yes or no. Do you love yourself? Yes or no. Are you confident? Yes or no. Like, I don't know. There can almost be like pressure to, to be like super, super confident. And that if you have that much worth then you won't have problems or something like that, but there's not a lot of nuance to it. And so, you know, I first just want to say it's so, so sneaky how this can show up. It, it doesn't erase the pain of the end of a relationship. It does, it's not going to take away the grief, right? So like, no matter how confident you are, it can still hurt to end a marriage or to end a committed relationship. Like it, it is, it doesn't take that away and it's okay to still experience that pain. But specifically thinking about money and how this shows up, like, of course, when you are contemplating this major, major leap, this major change, it will inevitably come with an incredible amount of grief. Of course, you are going to want to try to latch on to something that feels certain and safe and secure. And money is connected to some of our very fundamental, concrete human needs, right? Like you need to be able to secure safe, comfortable housing. You need to be able to buy groceries. You need to be able to, you know, sleep at night knowing that the electric bill will be paid. Like it, there's a very concrete 
um, aspect of this. And this is why you know, I love that you are able to actually look at those numbers with people, right? Like you're able to actually walk people through the concrete, like here are some ways this could play out and here's how you can be okay. Yeah. And, and oftentimes I do meet with people before they even file, if they're just thinking about it and they want to figure out what their life would look like, but also through that process, even after the final divorce decree is signed and they have on paper, like what going to, what the split will be, there's often just a sense of, of not knowing, is this enough? What is enough? And then that transformation of this is my money. This, you know, this is my future, owning it, really understanding it. And that to me is the favorite part of my job. It's connected to that emotional worth. If the money, you know, if, if they meet with you and they establish the money will be okay, they will have their needs met, that, you know, there is some sustainability there. We're now asking people to confront their identity. Who are they not being married? Who are they without this person? We're asking them to confront grief of my life is not going to be the way that I pictured. It's this grief of not only losing what they have, which they might actually be happy to be free of this current relationship if it's not going well, right? But yeah. but the grief of like the dream, the grief of like, I thought we'd live happily ever after. Things went wrong. You know, things, things didn't go as I hoped. And, you know, we, we call that ambiguous grief. When you lose something that isn't super concrete, Maybe you're not super sad about losing this person as they are today, but it's the loss of a dream. And that is very much real. It's not silly. It's not um, overreacting or anything like that. Right. And, and we're asking people to, to, to let go of this attachment to this family unit, however that was defined and this person and this dream all at once. It's a lot. I, I love that you say that because that, um, I actually wrote it down, the grief of what I thought life would be like, or the loss of a dream. Because I think that so often there's this idea. And it, from a young age, women, I think, especially are prone to that, because the idea of like the wedding gown and the beautiful white wedding and the house with the picket fence, and it's changing. I mean, I see more and more, uh, especially younger career oriented women that are not um, looking at that as their future, but it is still a thing. And it's something where I think if women aren't married, even if they are in a good relationship, that might not be important to them or they may not feel like they wanna have kids. So there's not a reason to get married, but however it is you envision your life, sometimes there's the loss of what you thought your life would be like. And that that's real grief and something that people need to work through. Definitely, definitely. There's so much that's attached to that of, what does that mean? And it, and it might, people might not get it in your life because people might not, you know, your friends might be ready to celebrate like, oh, thank God you are getting divorced. or thank God you're finally leaving this person who's been really hurtful. Or even if they're not a bad person, your friends are like, well, I've just seen you hurting and I don't want you to hurt. And I'm glad you're starting fresh. Right. And they might not fully understand the significance of what your dream meant to you. My mom uh, and dad divorced young, and then my mom actually proceeded to have, I lost count, a couple of divorces after that. So I have seen a lot of marriages not work out. And I always heard her voice in my head saying, always have something of your own career, a life, something that brings you happiness and fulfills you. I almost felt like it, it had um, 
a negative effect on me when I stayed home with my kids when they were young. I'm fortunate enough, my, my husband could support us financially, and it was the right decision. We both traveled a lot for work. We had two kids 18 months apart. So when my kids were little, I never was comfortable with it. I heard that voice in my head all the time, being like, have something of your own, really feeling that, you know, every time I went to Target, it was his money I was spending. And that, you know, I wouldn't buy things for myself, even though we had enough money to, I would feel guilty. I'm like, oh, I already bought clothes for the kids. So I'm just going to get these like jeans off the swap you know, on the Facebook swap page. Cause, and that's crazy. And my, you know, I realize now that that was crazy, but I really was unhappy as a stay at home mom. I was not happy in that role. I didn't feel my worth. I wish I would have looking back now, enjoyed that time. I didn't feel my worth, even though what I was doing, getting up, doing laundry, taking the kids here, there, taking them to doctor's appointments, making sure they ate at the right time and running around as little toddlers. That was really important. It enabled my husband to really advance in his career, but I didn't feel that I was an equal in the relationship or that I was, and he didn't make me feel that way. I will say that he's a great husband, but it caused problems in our relationship. Of course, of course. And thank you so much for sharing that. I think that that will resonate with a lot of people. And it really highlights that, like I was saying, the way that self-worth stuff is so sneaky, you know, it wasn't coming from, um, you know, your husband, but it was, it was this really deep seated place of there was shame around staying home. Um, I'm sure if you would have been working, you would have had felt some shame around like, am I a good enough mother? Am I leaving my kids? You know? And so it's like, well, geez, like, how do you win? Like this, this shame is going to show up one way or another. And, you know, I love what you were saying too, because there's this culture around, if you are a woman and you know your worth, then you are like hashtag girl boss and you are independent and strong and making money. I don't think that's a bad message. I'm not saying that that's not a really good option, but there is a way that it can make you feel like if that's not you, that you're doing something wrong and attaching your worth to how much money you're bringing in instead of really looking at, well, what are your values and your values um, can shift depending, you know, your priorities can shift based on where you are, what, what stage in your life, but your guiding values, you know, it, it sounds like this decision to stay home was very much in alignment with, you know, what you were valuing, what you were prioritizing, what made sense for your family. It's super individual. And that, you know, when you were talking about your mom's voice, there's an assumption that, you know, you have to have your own thing. There's an assumption that it's never safe to really fully trust someone else with your financial security. It's never really safe to trust someone else with your stability. It's never really safe to fully lean into that kind of intimacy and to fully be partners and on the same team. You always have to be looking out for yourself. Absolutely, that's an important message. It's needed. <laughs> if you are not in it with someone who is safe, if you are not with someone who is, is truly seeing you as an equal, then yeah, you know, that message is important, but it can also get in the way of intimacy. My fierce independence and feeling <laughs> like I needed to go back to work, like that didn't help my marriage at all. I'll say that. And I think sometimes, you know, 
I, I did listen to some of the stuff you do through therapy and really going back to that childhood. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, as much as like, I, uh, I have, have come full circle enough to know what's important to me is that feeling of control. And so I feel a little bit more control now that we're both working. And that's something that was important to me through stuff in my life. And so, but what you're saying is really making me think, you know, so, so often I think um, I'll get like DMs or, um, you know, I'll, I'll post like in my stories, like a question box <clears throat> and I'll get a question of like, what's the right thing to do in XYZ situation. And I'm like, that is not my job, even in my one-on-one work, even offline with my clients, it's not my job to say, this is the right thing to do from a professional. Like, let me tell you, (laughs) this is how you need to live your life. Like, this is the choice you should make like that. Like run if someone is, if a therapist is trying to tell you that, right? Because it's, it's more about that deeper work. I think you're so, so wise to be looking at your own childhood and putting these pieces together. It's more about helping guide you on that process of like, what is coming up for you? What is the meaning you're putting on this? What are the blocks? <clears throat> what are your actual values? What is it that you want for your life? All of this is going to be so, so tailored because you could have had the exact same situation and been a different person with a different background and different goals and et cetera, et cetera. And, and a different path would have been right. And that's okay. Like there isn't a right or wrong. We need to kind of move away from that and into like helping you be grounded in. When I loved what you said about a post relationship, when there's the grief or the loss of a dream or that idea of what life was going to be like, I almost think because of this idea that my mom put in my head and I was going to be Alan Green's fans, right-hand girl, right? Like that. I was going to be a career woman. I didn't know if I ever wanted to have kids or get married. That was my thing. It was almost the loss of that dream or that idea of what I thought life would be like that I probably struggled with. Like, what did I study so hard for in school? I'm literally changing diapers all day, right? Like that idea of worth and it's not about where you end up. It's about that idea that it's not exactly how you planned it. Yeah, that's such a good point. It's okay to feel sad about that. It's okay to grieve that. It's okay to take your time in the muck of like working through what that means. And eventually, yeah, you know, I I believe we can of course come to a place of peace and acceptance and understanding the reasons why or, or creating your own new narrative of like, okay, this is what I thought and this is the meaning that was attached to it. But now I'm in this other place of understanding this new meaning and creating this new meaning, but it can be really messy getting from point A to point B. And there's a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of, um, you know, well-meaning people who put messages out there, like, this is the right way to do it, or this is the right way to do it. And it, it can really add to that shame. It's almost like you're guiding people through what they already know, but have to work through to kind of move on at the end of a relationship or to stay in a relationship, but to really work through their own self-worth issues in order to thrive, whether it's in the relationship or a new relationship and not to carry that baggage. That's beautiful. It's really well said because it's the more we can address the fear, the grief, the anxiety, 
the noise, the more we can unpack that, the more that will quiet and you can actually hear your intuition and you can actually feel like you're back in touch with who you authentically are, but it can be a messy road to get there. Yeah. Oh, I, well, a messy road and just a a much more meaningful and again, learning from, I, I love that intuition, you know, that, that you help people kind of know what, uh, intuitively is the right thing. So it's not you saying, well, you need to break up with him or her, or you need to move on because you can find somebody better. That's for your friends to do over the chocolate and the nails, right? They can give that advice, but you're really just guiding people to get clarity on what they probably already know, but need to like, you know, in my case where going back to work, I think kind of settled my feeling of of worthlessness, not working um, and helped my marriage tremendously if they didn't have clean clothes or, you know, if I didn't run to the bank and deposit this check or do all my little errands on my list, it was like, Oh, it was nuts. And I, now I just wish I would have just watched a soap opera while the kids were napping and let the dishes sit in the sit. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost that, yeah. like, could I have just enjoyed that for a hot second, knowing that I could go back to work when the kids were older or whatever, um, really kind of, I could have used your help. I guess is what I should say. And then we'll wrap it up that way of like, if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, wow, I've got some issues either in my current relationship or from a past relationship. And in order to move forward, I could really use somebody's help guiding me and getting me to hear the inner voice, not necessarily telling me right or wrong, whether I should stay or go, but helping me work through some of the issues and to feel my worth no matter what my financial situation is, then you may want to contact Amalia and set up a time to meet. So tell me what that looks like. They go to your website, which is amitydetroitcounseling.com, which I will link in the show notes. They can go to your Instagram, which is breakuptherapistdetroit. There you can find out a little bit more about you and also link to your calendar and even set up a first meeting virtually. So you can go to my website. You know, I have a little video. There's more videos on my Instagram because I know sometimes it really helps to see someone's face and hear their voice and kind of get a feel for their vibe. I have a very short inquiry form. I just ask a little bit about who you are, what you're looking for, making sure it's something that I feel initially I can even offer. Um, and then that leads you right to my calendar and I offer free consultation. It's like 15, 20 minutes, um, where we can talk one-on-one. I can answer any questions and we move right from there. If you'd like to move forward into scheduling our first one-on-one full session. And how, like, how long do people usually remain? Are you ever like, okay, now you're ready to move on. You don't need me anymore. Like how long is therapy usually? Totally. And so it really depends on what you're coming in with. I am more than happy to work with folks long-term. I don't want anyone to feel like once they're over the breakup, now they have to go find a new therapist. I love staying with people through the journey of even, you know, as they enter a new partnership and all of that and what's coming up in that experience. Um, but then there are also people who are like, I just want the cute support. I just want to process things right now. And then I, I want to focus on other things. So it could be anywhere from, you know, 
four, six months. This, I, I would say that's really more that acute work. Um, it could also be years, especially, especially if we're going to be unpacking any type of trauma. It takes some time just to truly build support and trust in the relationship. Yeah, I, I like I said, follow her Instagram. Even if you're not, I mean, I'm happily married. Like I said, we worked through some of our issues that were mostly mine that we've unpacked here on this podcast and in my life. But I really find that it's entertaining and interesting to read your posts. And certainly something that even though your Instagram is, is labeled the breakup therapist, that you do work with people and they don't actually end up breaking up. You can work through and end up happier in your relationship and it works out in the end. But if you have some issues of self-worth in your relationship that you want to work through, give Malia call or go to her website and set something up. Any um, parting thoughts or words as we wrap it up today? Absolutely. I, I love that you highlighted that it's not just if you are in going through a breakup or divorce right now, there's, there's certainly a range of issues that connect. So if anything that we've talked about today has resonated or stuff on my website that resonates, don't hesitate to, to reach out and we can talk about if it's a good fit. And I'll be honest, if I think it's something out of my wheelhouse. Um, just thank you so much for having me. I love that you were able to share personal stories and to, I know that that will really help others feel less alone and what they're going through or what they've been through. Oh, well, I feel like I said, you might need to send me a bill after this. <laughs> this has been so helpful, both personally, but also just for our listeners. I know there's so many of um, my clients and even friends who could benefit from your services. And even just listening to this podcast will probably get them on the path to, you know, figuring stuff out. So thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I hope to see you again soon. You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about Pearl Planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter also found on our website.